1: Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. Hello, mom. Hi, Michelle. How are you today?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
1: How this are you? Is, I'm, I'm keep on keeping on. Yeah, it's good.
2: It's all good. <laughs> this is my favorite time to come sit I down and have a conversation feel like with you. I
1: just kind of forgot how to do this in my mind. Well, it is
2: this time of year when there is so much going on, and there's a lot of chaos and drama and all kinds of stuff happening out there. There's as we, a lot as we happening. Com, as we come to an end of the year, and we've got all the holidays coming up, so...
1: My cup runneth over, it but that's be. a good thing, isn't it? No, it, I can, don't
2: know. it can be a lot, so it's all good. <laughs> now we're here for an hour to talk to each other, which I love.
1: Always very, very exciting um, to be with you. How's too. it going, being you today? Fantastic. Actually, speaking of that lovely phrase, we have something very fun coming up with that mm-hmm. soon. Hint. Yeah. Hint.
2: I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Stay I tuned. I love surprises. I Stay love surprises. Tuned.
1: So, how is it going, being? And today? I love
2: it that we're I, I, today feels like a really good day. It's it's been wow. It's, it's been difficult. So it's interesting too because of the topic that we have today. I think it's. I
1: love the topic that we have today.
2: I know, me too. And you write so beautifully about this topic of
1: loneliness. Loneliness. My Eeyore self deeply loves the lonely vibes, lonely girl, lonely everything. I
2: think your Eeyore self loves the alone time vibes, right? And that's what we're going to get into today. What, there's a big difference between being alone and having alone time. I
1: just jump right in. Don't I always? She doesn't ever bury the lead. She won't ever leave you guessing. She wants you to know up front.
2: Because I think this is so, you've written about this a lot in the blogs and we've done reels about this. And I just think it's really valuable information, especially, well, all the time, but especially this time of year and especially coming off of a several year pandemic and so much stress and chaos and turmoil in, in everyone's lives to the varying degrees. Right. So I think it's a really great topic to be having now and especially this time of year. So I'm excited For to sure. have the conversation with you.
1: Is there ever a conversation you would not be excited to have with me on this podcast? Actually, we were, as we were coming in to park, oh, she's giving me a look, but they, they'll like it. As we were coming into park, we were feeling a little frazzled this, our town is very crowded right now. And we were like, what would, we were kind of just like getting our, our frustrations out with each other before coming in here. And we're like, what if we just recorded a podcast of just us ranting (laughs) for ourselves? We won't make you guys listen to that, but it was funny.
2: It is funny. Whenever we start the season, which we're about to hear, it does get, we get so used to it not being so crowded, but anyway, let's get, let's Let's get on with it. I'm excited about talking about this because I think it's going to be very valuable, a very valuable discussion.
1: Well, I, like I said, I, I really love this topic of conversation because I think that it's something that, you know, I've really worked through a lot in my life. I, I mean, I was the only child growing up, so I feel like I learned from a young age the concept of being alone i was alone a lot and i am an introvert now which is why i said my or self loves this so i kind of crave alone time but i wanted what we wanted to do today was to differentiate like you said the difference between having alone time feeling lonely and what we can do to work through the feelings of both so that we don't feel like there's some sort of judgment about loneliness or being alone. Because there's a lot that comes along with, with all of it.
2: Well, loneliness is a natural emotion that all of us have. And I think you're right. It, for whatever reason, that word loneliness, I think, is charged. And it's hard to admit. I think in some situations or at some points that we're lonely. Well, there's a
1: lot of stigma, like when you hear, oh, you're a loner, you're a loser, like, oh, you don't have any friends or you're never with people. I mean, growing up, at least in my generation, you know, there was a stigma attached to being alone and that it meant that there was something wrong with you or that you were unlikable or that you weren't worthy of friends, whether or not that's true, you know, but that's how I always felt. So I think, as I got older, if I was alone or if I wasn't asked to do things by friends one weekend or, you know, I didn't always have like a bustling social schedule, I would equate that to being a quote unquote loser or a loner. And that was a bad thing.
2: And I think it's really important, again, to differentiate, though, about being alone.
1: Oh uh, Yes, that's what we're talking about.
2: And feeling lonely. Right. So there's I, I, cuz I I know that you f- felt alone a lot and you don't mind being alone and other people might label you a loser, or you might be feeling like maybe you're a loser. And so it's really important in my- It's not
1: meant to be like painting this like sob story childhood no, for me.
2: No, I think we need to differentiate though. I think we but, need to have a really, because I'm talking about what I, let me just finish, please. I know you're chomping at the bit here. What I'm talking about, I think, I think in general, and I don't, I usually don't generalize, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I think in general, most people, I, me included, have a really hard time admitting that we're feeling lonely And so I, because I feel like society or I feel like there is a little bit of a stigma like, oh, if I'm, I just don't want to feel the feelings of loneliness. And I think the pandemic having several years of, in some situations, isolation, lockdown, all the things and feeling like we couldn't hug people, we couldn't, be one-on-one with people. So I, I just, I want to talk about the feelings of loneliness a lot in this conversation. That, that's We're going to. And it, no, no, no. I know we are. That's, that's what's really up for me. And I have a couple of books to share because I just feel like it's important to be okay with feeling lonely. Like there's nothing wrong with you and you don't have to fix anything and you don't have to go anywhere and you don't have to get up and, oh my God, I'm feeling lonely. Oh my gosh, I'm alone. Let me go out and do something. Let me go eat something. Let me go get in my car and go drive somewhere so that I don't have to feel these feelings of loneliness.
1: Yes, there's lots of ways to differentiate, which we're going to talk about. But I I was setting the stage for the conversation because I think that many of us, are instilled from an early age of the stigma of being alone and lonely. So we make it, it makes us feel like if we feel lonely, something's wrong with us. If we are alone, something's wrong with us. And so I think that's a huge piece of why so many of us grow up into adults not being able to feel those feelings or feel like there's something wrong with us when we feel those feelings. But the truth of the matter is, There is a difference, and I think as we get older and start to differentiate, we can start to see that, yes, just because you're alone does not mean that there is something wrong with you, and if you feel lonely, also that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, and there isn't that external judgment or stigma about it. I think the first piece of this conversation is like, let's release these societal not norms, but judgments that we've, that have like seeped into our vocabulary and our language from like a young age about, you know, the loner or the, you know, the person in the corner with no friends or the person that doesn't, you know, go out a lot on the weekends, whatever it might be. Cause I think that that seeps into every other aspect of loneliness and being alone. We have these preconceived notions that it's just wrong. And so to start, we have to just let that go and be like, look, many of us are alone and lonely quite often, and that is okay. And just like we've talked about in worthiness podcasts and everything else in other episodes, that doesn't make you more or less worthy or lovable or enough because of that.
2: I, beautiful, exactly, Michelle. And I, and I also would add, we don't have to because we're feeling lonely. We don't have to try to escape from it. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to fix it. I love what you just said. Loneliness is not a problem to be solved. It's not something that we need to fix. It's actually just a feeling that we're having, and just like every feeling that we have in life we're meant to explore it. We're meant to dig a little bit deeper. We're meant to sit with it and allow the feeling to come and go because we all know no feeling is ever final. No feeling lasts forever. Emotions come and they go. They don't last forever. So, and loneliness is the same. But I feel like oftentimes we we are a little bit hesitant to sit with our loneliness or to say, hey, wow, I'm actually feeling lonely right now. And I feel like I know for me in the past, there were oftentimes the feeling would maybe come up and then the next moment I go get something to eat or I go get on my phone and go look at something or whatever it was. I, I, for some reason I feel like, and I don't know if I'm striking a chord with all of you listening. I feel like loneliness strikes a chord inside of us in that instant that it comes up and it's really hard to sit with it and explore it. It's the, I feel like we think we have to go do something about it or we can't actually feel it. And for me, if I look at why it was hard for me to sit with loneliness, I think it's what you said. Oh my gosh, this is not okay. Something's wrong with me, or this is too sad. Sometimes I think loneliness can bring on sad feelings and hard feelings, and it's hard to sit with. It's not easy to sit with sad feelings. And so instead of sitting well, with yeah, the sad don't feeling. we not sit with any feelings. Right. Well, especially ones that are sad or especially ones that yeah, evoke something course. like there might be something wrong with us. So I think it, the question then comes becomes, how can we stop trying to escape from the feelings of loneliness or from being alone? Thinking that being alone, as you said, was a problem or that there was something wrong with us or that it, it said that we were unworthy. How can we just kind of settling into it and allowing to, ourselves to feel it? And having the big C word, compassion for ourselves in the moment. You know, because I think that that's <laughs> something... I've
1: never heard you refer to well, it's something we as the big C word. I think it's, it's something we,
2: we've talked about before in co- having compassion for ourselves. And I think it's really hard for us to sometimes tap into that compassion that we have for
1: ourselves. For sure. It's, it's one of the hardest things. And interestingly, when I was doing some research about the topic, you know, psychology today describes loneliness as a state of distress or discomfort that results when one perceives a gap between one's desires for social connection and actual experiences of it, which is is one of the biggest points I want to make about this, because how often are we in a room crowded with people and feel lonely or feel alone, how often, you know, we're in the holiday season, you know, you could be with sitting at a dinner table with your whole family and feel alone or lonely. You can be in relationships long-standing where you still feel lonely. So there is that other differentiation too, because just because you're not alone doesn't mean that you can't feel lonely because like this definition from psychology today says, it's, that desire for social connection, thinking you're going to get it in somewhere and then it falling short. There's that gap between the desire and the actual experience where something is missing. And like you said, there's feelings that come up and oftentimes we don't want to feel it. But it's it can come up in so many aspects of life. We can feel misunderstood or not seen or not heard or ignored, or pushed aside, or, you know, judged. And those are all precursors to loneliness. You know, it's, you can be with people 24-7 and feel misunderstood, and at the end of the day, when it's just you and yourself and your thoughts going to sleep at night, feel extremely lonely because you don't think that anyone out there really gets you. It's a lot.
2: And for me, that's why it's so important. I think you're right, Michelle. It's really, really important to sit with the loneliness and understand what it's saying. I think one of my favorite teachers, one of my favorite books of all time is When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron. And she has a whole chapter. I think it's chapter nine in When Things Fall Apart on loneliness. And one of the things, when I read this decades ago, one of the things that struck me so much was how can I sit with my loneliness to understand what it's trying to tell me? And I'm paraphrasing her, obviously. And so when I did sit with my loneliness, when I actually was practicing what she was teaching in chapter nine, what I discovered was 99% of the time when I'm feeling lonely, because you're so right on, Michelle, we can feel lonely in a crowd of people. We can feel lonely anywhere. It doesn't mean that we are alone. I love that you said that because it's so true. And oftentimes when I'm feeling the loneliest, I am with other people. I am in a crowd. It's usually not when I'm by myself. It's usually when I'm with other people. And what I discovered in sitting with my loneliness, and I talk about this right now because I don't know if any of you can relate to this listening, is that it was I was feeling like I didn't measure up, like I didn't fit in. i walk into a room and I'd feel like, oh, I don't belong here. And so it was always about me of me not fitting in or me not being worthy all the things that you just said earlier Michelle that it usually isn't doesn't have anything to do with reality and it doesn't have anything to do with truth it has to do with my mind going on overload telling me that I'm not good enough or that I don't fit in or this feels awkward for me because I don't know if I measure up all those all those things
1: for writing that, the stories writing
2: the stories that the mind would do so it was very fascinating to me when I realized after I started to observe my loneliness and when I was actually feeling lonely the most, it was in a crowd of people. And so I think it's really, really important that we actually sit with our loneliness and start to uncover and start to understand what it's trying to teach us and what is it saying. So when Pema goes on to talk about that in the chapter, it's about everything that we just said. How can we start to, instead of escaping the feelings and trying not to feel them, how can we relax? She'll, she goes and she says, how can we, she suggests that we relax with the loneliness, which might be easier said Take than up done. on
1: the couch with the loneliness.
2: Yeah. Just, you know, what we've talked about this so much and how we feel our emotions. How can we just sit there with it and just name it, right? We talked about naming it to tame it is one of the first things. So, wow, I'm feeling lonely right now. What's happening for you today, Barb, that you're feeling lonely and, and immediately it will come up. Oh, I don't know if I belong here oh, I don't think that I fit in here.
1: Or, oh, something is up with my relationships right now that's making me feel a certain way.
2: Or, wow, the energy or the vibe in this room is not feeling conducive for me. Because a lot of times it could be also, this doesn't feel safe. Wait, I'm I'm here and I'm supposed to be here, but I don't really want to be here because it doesn't feel safe for me. Whatever it is that it's trying to teach you, I'll say it again, loneliness is not a problem to be solved or fixed. It's really teaching us something deep within ourselves and we should listen and we should try to understand it so that we can have that compassion and love for ourselves and understand that there's not something that we need to fix about ourselves.
1: Yeah, because again, there's nothing wrong with being lonely And it's so, so common. I mean, I think, like you said, we've been through a pandemic where so many of us were alone, but I feel like the loneliness feelings are definitely on the rise. I mean, according to making caring common, a survey that a national survey that they did in the U S 36% of adults feel lonely frequently or almost all of the time.
2: That's wild when you told me that. That's not just
1: like, oh, every once in a while I get nostalgic and feel lonely or something. It's frequently or almost all of the time. So certainly knowing that this is something that people do truly grapple with can also kind of help to understand, can also help with those feelings of loneliness. Like I'm not the only lonely girl in the world or I'm not the only one struggling with this And it's, it's something that many of us feel. I think all of us will feel from time to time.
2: I think if we don't, agreed. I think if we don't feel the feelings of loneliness, they start to become negative, which is kind of what I was trying to say earlier, just now when I, when I'm in a room full of people and I'm feeling lonely, they can start to, no one wants to be with me. I'm not good enough. I don't fit in here. And a negative feeds a negative, feeds a negative. So it's not a surprise that, it is a surprise, but not a surprise that 36% of adults in the U.S. feel lonely frequently or most of the, almost all of the time that you just said. Because if we don't feel the feelings and understand what the loneliness is actually saying to us, it's going to be something that's wrong with us. It's gonna, we're going to feel like that lonely feeling, I, I believe it'll breed, it'll, it'll, it'll grow. I believe it grows inside of ourselves if we're not actually listening to it and trying to understand what it's trying to teach us.
1: For sure. I I agree. I think that the loneliness feelings, if you don't nip them in the bud and kind of flip the script on the conversation, really feed whatever insecurities or concerns or comparisons that you have about your own life. And then it can go into overdrive because I can remember too, when the pan going into the pandemic, you know, when we were all kind of going into our own homes and, and being, um, isolated, not only, and I, I'm someone who can be alone too. I, I like to be alone. So when that first came up, I was like, great. I get my alone time, no one to bother me. This is great. But there's also some of those deep seated stories that I had about myself. That's like, oh, well, if only I had gotten married sooner, I wouldn't be isolated by myself and I wouldn't be alone in this situation because now we all have to be stuck at home and I'm alone, alone. You know, if only I had fit into the timeline, I wouldn't be by myself. Or if only I had done this, then I would f- wouldn't would be feeling lonely. And so I think the loneliness that we feel sometimes gets fueled by our external circumstances, but it also fuels those you know, negative stories that we write about ourselves or we write about our timelines that just aren't accurate. But it's like when they combine, it becomes this like explosion of sad feelings about ourselves. And I think so much is happening in the world that makes us feel like we're being punished because because we're lonely. Like it's a punishment for not... F- fulfilling some sort of societal expectation when really it's not, you know, like we've been saying so many times, it's not a bad thing and it's not something to be ashamed about. You know, it's something that we all experience, but loneliness is, is not a reflection of your worthiness or ability to be loved. And it doesn't, because you're lonely or you feel lonely doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or that you've done something bad. Like you It's just a state of feeling in this moment and remembering that no feeling is final. Every feeling is temporary and loneliness is temporary too. So not letting it define or make some sort of grand story about your life just because you feel lonely and that somehow you've gone off track. You're not off track.
2: No, it's a feeling. Exactly what we're talking about. Exactly what you just said. It's a feeling that wants to be felt. So we try, so we really have to reframe it. We have to reframe loneliness as not as something, something wrong with us or not something we have to fix. It's something we have to feel. And I'll say it again, so that we can start to understand what it's trying to tell us. Because in my case, again, I will say it again, in my case, it was telling me things that weren't true. It was tapping into when I, back in, back in my earlier days, when I was feeling unworthy, when I was feeling like I wasn't good enough especially was when I was in the throes of my bulimia way back in that day. I was feeling lonely all the time. I could relate to this uh, this uh, you know, study that was done, 36% of adults. I was feeling lonely. I couldn't be anywhere without feeling those feelings. And my loneliness was absolutely telling me that I wasn't worthy. So it's really vital. And I think if we can start to reframe loneliness as not something that we need to fix, but actually it's something we need to embrace like all of the feelings that we have and be able to understand what it's trying to teach us. And I think one of the things, one the greatest thing that it helps me when I am feeling lonely and once I understand, because sometimes I'm feeling lonely because I'm lonely. I'm feeling lonely because I'm, I'm just lonely. If I just feel like, Oh, it just has a, it it maybe isn't necessarily that I need to fix. I don't need to figure it out. I don't even really need to understand what it's trying to tell me. Sometimes it's just a feeling of loneliness. How often have we just been with our feelings? I know that I can speak to this totally. Sometimes I'm feeling sad just because I'm sad. It doesn't mean that it actually is trying to, it's what it's trying to teach me is just let yourself feel the feeling and let it come and let it go. When I can actually do that, it truly does come and go. And then I remember that no feeling is ever permanent. Nothing is ever final. Everything changes. Emotions come and they go.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
1: Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I, I just feel very reflective about it because it just, to me, feels so layered. And I have so many thoughts about it. And... <laughs> I, it's just a lot. It's, it's a very interesting topic for me because when you were saying that, you know, sometimes you're just lonely, you would think, or I think our first knee jerk reaction to the antidote to that, if you're like, wow, I am just lonely today would be, oh, I'm going to call up a friend and go do something. But oftentimes I can remember periods of my life where like, I would be in a, an apartment in Chicago in my 20s and be like, I'm feeling lonely and would feel that need to call up a friend and do something, but that doesn't really help because it's not about the being with people. It's like the, the feelings that you're feeling inside that are telling you something, whatever that might be, and... Being with people might not always help. So I, I think in like you said, there's always that distraction of being with people or, you know, distracting yourself or going to eat something or going shopping or whatever. It is that distraction from just understanding what the feeling is trying to tell you. And so often the antidote to being lonely isn't to just go call up a friend. You know, it's or be with people, which I think is kind of what we think is the other side of the coin and I'd noticed in the past, especially in my 20s when I didn't feel that strong as strong of a connection with myself and knowing myself as well. I would go be with friends or go do something and by the time I got home after being with people, I would feel an ever, even deeper pang of loneliness. It, it made it worse.
2: You know what just hit me when you were talking? What if? And this nothing is all the time. But what if sometimes our feelings are just trying to get our attention because they just want to be felt, they want just want to be heard? I was just thinking about oftentimes if you're feeling lonely and you go try to do something, like go for a walk or go make a phone call or go eat something or go order something online or get on the internet and start start scrolling the Instagram or the social media, you're right. Sometimes we don't necessarily feel better because what the feeling is trying to tell us is just like I'm here. Just feel me. I just want I just want you to feel me because that's what we're because that's what our inner self is asking for. And I think it's so important which we talk about this a lot in the episodes is having that relationship with yourself and being okay with just feeling the feelings whatever it is. Because oftentimes they will come and they go, but sometimes you know, if we just avoid them or if we try to uh, distract ourselves from them or try to escape them, they come out sideways somewhere else in an even bigger, stronger way. And for me, it was always in the past feelings of, you know, worthiness and not being enough. So it's interesting, you know, everything that we talk about are our own experiences on this episodes of the podcast. So it's really interesting for you to explore for yourself. I would like to say my whole suggestion with this conversation really is to start to have the relationship with yourself where you can actually be okay with just feeling the feelings for that moment and see what happens. Like, you know, what we say become the experiment of your own, I mean, become the scientist of your own life because your life is an experiment, especially during these times of the holidays, especially during these times of if, if you're not with your family, you and I are doing a completely different holiday this year because we are... We are not with with family this year, so it's very interesting to see, just to kind of be with the feelings and see what see how it feels, and see what happens, and if it's starting to be too much, then absolutely, don't don't you, you know you start to be able to be your own caretaker, and having that compassion for yourself. Where the feeling is starting to get overwhelming, go for a walk.
1: It is interesting listening to you talk about that. If you can just start to have a conversation with yourself, like you said, when you start to feel those feelings and, you know, maybe ask yourself a few questions like, what is this loneliness trying to tell me? What do I need in this moment? And like, what's true and what's not true about this situation or these feelings of loneliness? Because I think too, so often, loneliness, sometimes we're labeling things as loneliness, but it's not. And when you mentioned holidays and family and things like that, you know, I don't necessarily know if loneliness is really the core feeling when it comes to holidays. You know, we're spending it, like you said, differently. We're not with family, but I think the the core feeling is comparison. You know, you tend to see on movies and TV and social media like those picture-perfect family photos and what families, quote-unquote, should look like or what holidays should look like or what XYZ should look like, all the shoulds, you know? And if yours doesn't match up to that, then we're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And we, like, kind of leap to loneliness or being alone. But it's, for me, it's a lot of, like, comparison and not being good enough or not measuring up to what we think we, again, quote unquote, should be. So with what was interesting for me that came up is like loneliness is such a big feeling with so many layers. Like I was saying, it's like when it hits, whenever it is or whatever you're doing, holidays or not, a regular Tuesday it's like can you have that space between the feeling and the reaction to like ask yourself those questions to be like, okay, like what is this really about? What am I being told here? And then again, like what's true and what's not? Because I think if we dive deeper, we'll realize that maybe it's just comparison. It's just, you know, societal pressure. It's just, you know, the holidays or something like that. And really from there, you can then decide your next step because maybe you might want to go be with someone or you might want to go walk or you might want to go do something else. But I think until we get to what's true and get to the crux of the feeling, like we've been saying, we might take the wrong steps and it might not be helpful. And so often too, maybe you just need to be alone. Like I I think a lot of us, tend to avoid being alone. I know a lot of people who don't like to be alone and, and that brings up a lot of feelings for them too. So I think the first key to all of this, like with everything, is to just sit and ask yourself these questions to really figure out what's true.
2: This is brilliant, Michelle, because I think we need to know what we need. We need to know what's happening. We need to know what we're feeling and then we need to know what we need. So it's taking that pause
1: Right, because you might be lonely, and maybe you just need a nap. Maybe you're just tired.
2: We're taking that pause and saying, "What do I need in this moment?" Before I actually take an action, and I think that goes back to everything that we're saying—that it's it's so important to feel the feelings and and get to a place of understanding. You know what we need and what's happening for us in this moment, and I, you know, in in regards to society and the pressures and the comparisons, that's so 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 true. And I think in addition to that, we often also get stuck in these uh, traditions or we get stuck in the attachment to what was, oh, we used to always do this and this is what we're supposed to be doing now. So there's actually something wrong with me and now I'm lonely. I'm not doing what I used to be able to do for a whole host of reasons. I mean, often at, at none of our expectations, We have to, things change. Life is always about change and and we can't actually do what we used to be able to do. And so we have to be able to pivot and we have to be able to feel that feeling and say, okay, this was then, now what does my life look like now? What are some steps that I can take now? But I also want to say one more thing here. We are never talking about if if you're in a place of depression. And I just, but I always want to say that because when I was in the throes of my bulimia, it, it was impossible for me to actually sit with my feelings. It was impossible for me to do all of that. And so it wasn't until I finally got help for what for my bulimia and got into really starting to be able to feel comfortable and safe with feelings. I mean, bulimia is all about not wanting to feel right. And so I just wanted to say that we're never talking about those. these are these are this is not an easy fix if you're feeling depressed or you or you actually are having something that, that needs to be attended to in a very different way. So I just wanted to say that because I've been there.
1: Yes, me too. And two things that I wanted to say to that first, the other piece that's not depression and more serious, you know, psychological diagnoses is, you know, when you're thinking of the shoulds and you're comparing yourself or, you know, societal or holidays or thinking about the things that used to be or once where it's like, can you just remember what we always say and what Thich Not Han says? Is like, be where your feet are. You might have done X, Y, or Z for holidays last year, or you might have celebrated your birthday a different way last year or whatever. But this year, this is what is. Right now, I am here. And how can I figure out whatever my circumstance is, whether I'm alone, whether I'm in a room of 100 people, whether I'm feeling really content with my life or whether I'm still feeling like some things are missing, how can I start to bring myself back to where I am and find those tiny joys or those silver linings of whatever is to make the present moment okay? And also then, you know, ask yourself those questions of what do I need to and take whatever action. The second thing that I want to say is 100% agree that knowing the difference between loneliness and legitimate depression. Because I, what you, when you were saying that, you know, I think we toss around the terms anxiety and depression quite often in society. And I think sometimes we're like, Oh, I'm, I'm just so depressed. But like, are you really, or I have so much anxiety, like clinically, is that uh, a diagnosis? And I realized last year, and this was an interesting differentiation for me, and I feel like it's a big piece of what we're trying to say as an example. You know, last year at the holidays, I was feeling really um, not myself. Things that made me happy did not make me happy. And I remember specifically... It was holiday time and you and I went to this holiday concert and I was miserable and you were trying to make, you know, you're like, why aren't you happy? Like, why aren't you enjoying this? We're listening to holiday music. You love this. We were with people that we like and, and love and we were in a room of crowded people and I was miserable and I felt lonely, but it also that was the difference. I was depressed. I could not find enjoyment in any of those situations because it wasn't loneliness. It was, I mean, a chemical imbalance where I just felt like I could not function in any situation or find happiness in any situation. And I remember all of those feelings that came up. Like I came home after that and was just so sad and so lonely in a sense where I felt like I couldn't even figure out myself. And so every situation felt lonely because I just felt so disconnected from myself. And that was depression. Like I finally realized, I'm like, you know, we throw around the word depression a lot, but I'm like, that is actually depression where it was just like nothing could lift it. And I think that is the difference. And I, I, it clicked for me. I'm like, I'm not supposed to feel this way all day, every day. I'm supposed to be able to feel and find joy in things that I like, and so there is that difference between loneliness and being depressed, and I notice I'm like, and I talked to my therapist, and I'm like, something is different with me. I cannot find the joy, and I feel these feelings so deeply, and she was like, okay, like, that's depression, (laughs) so I think there is a difference, and noticing, you know, because it's sometimes subtle, but... I have a I experienced it and now thinking back at holiday times a year later you know we're we're starting to do some of the same things that concert that we were talking about is coming around the corner and I don't feel that same like dread of like I can't do this or I can't function or whatever that might be so there is a difference and I just think that noticing that and the, and if there is some sort of feeling like maybe I need additional support or maybe I need to see a psychiatrist because there is like a legitimate chemical imbalance. Like that's also, of course, valid and, and meaningful in this conversation. But, you know, sometimes you do need extra help.
2: A hundred percent, of course. I mean, we we absolutely do. And I really love that your vulnerability and sharing that, Michelle, because that is what was happening last year. And I didn't really quite know what was going on I know that for me, all the things that we talk about, you know, be where your feet are, enjoy this moment. This is so beautiful. None of that, you're right, was happening. None of that was enough because there was so much more going on underneath. And I think we're going to share with you all in the new year so much that we've been going through, but our lives are totally turned upside down over the past couple of years, not just because of the pandemic, as I've said, I think a couple of times on the podcast that... 33 year marriage is ending. And so last year was pretty traumatic at the holiday time. And this year, now with a lot of the help that we've had over the year, this year is going to be very, very different. And we've had the opportunity to be able to feel what was, and now actually step into what can be for this, this present moment and for this new holiday time that we're going to be sharing. So It's a lot. Life is a lot. Life is difficult. I think we started the first episode with Scott Peck's first paragraph in The Road Less Traveled. Life is difficult and it is difficult, but once we start to understand it's difficult, then we can start to take the steps for what we need. And I think all of that to say that we have to have unending compassion for ourselves. We actually have to be okay with not being okay. And for me in the past year, for me in the past six months, for me in the past week, this has been a really, really, really difficult week. I've actually had to say that to myself over and over, Barb, it's okay that you're not okay. And I think there's something to be said for being okay that you're not okay, because it kind of strips away all of the shoulds, all of what are the people going to do? Oh my gosh, I have to show up. It's okay to cancel. It's okay that you're not okay. So If any of you are feeling that way, and I, I want to just reiterate what Michelle just said, unless it, if it's a deeper clinical thing that needs addressing, which both of us have done in our lifetimes, please reach out for help. But if it's something that it's just a thing that's happening right now for you, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay if you don't feel like doing something. I had, I had someone say to me two days ago, and actually it might make me cry, um, She said, you know, Barb, it's time for you to start taking care of yourself and stop worrying about taking care of other people. Hmm. It's time for you to start being happy yourself instead of always trying to help other people be happy. It's time for you to stop jumping in and trying to save everyone, making sure that it's all okay. It's time for you to make sure now that you start taking care of yourself that you're okay. And it was so interesting when she was saying that one after the other, after the other, I thought, wow, it is such a, it is such an interesting when you're in the throes of something that is so incredibly difficult. It is such a talk about the silver linings that you can find that you, that you talk about Michelle. It's so interesting to have someone actually affirm for you that not only is it okay not to be okay, but it's okay now to be putting myself first, which is what I teach, which is what we talk about all the time, but in this particular time in my life, it's a must. You know, sometimes we can get away with not putting ourselves first, not not having our own best interests at heart and we 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 kind of forgo what we need to do for ourselves for someone else, but then we can come back on track. I haven't been able to come back on track. I've really been doubling down with not putting myself first.
1: I think that is the difference too when I, when thinking back to last year with some of those feelings, I was not able to come back on track.
2: Yeah. And it's so, it's so refreshing and freeing to actually admit that, but then to actually be okay with it. And I think that's what Pema Chodron was trying to say in When Things Fall Apart. We have to be able to be okay with what we're feeling. Because if we're not okay with what we're feeling and we can't admit it to ourselves, there's no way we're going to be able to get help. There's no way we can help ourselves. There's no way we can actually reach out and have someone else help us. There's just no way. And last year when you were feeling this, and I actually did not know what was going on for that moment. I just wanted to enjoy sitting there at the concert with you. It's because you you were free enough to be able to say, I'm not okay. I don't know what's going on, like you just said, but but I need to talk to my therapist about this because something is up. I can't even find that one tiny joy. Yeah. So I guess all this to say that we have to be, we have to be so compassionate and gentle with ourselves and stop feeling like we have to have it all together, no matter what, even, even if we're in the holiday times, we had so many people commenting last week on our episode with the Q and A about holiday times. What do I do if I go to a party and I'm embarrassed and humiliated every time I go? You know what? Don't go. You know, really sit with yourself. And we talk about, you know, having this deep relationship with yourself. Sit with yourself and say, what do I need? And is it and,
1: in your best interest to go? And am do I going to be
2: okay if I go? But actually making the choice. I think that's what I really decided in the past week. Everything that I do, I want to make sure that I'm choosing, that I'm not right. just doing because I feel like I have to or oh, they need me to do this or I don't want to rock the boat or I don't want to make things worse or how is this going to end up you know, feeling or what is, this, what is this going to do to the relationship a year from now or six months from now? None of that matters. None of that really matters if I'm not okay in this moment. So it doesn't matter what's going to happen six months from now. What do I need to do to take care of myself today? And then once I take care of myself today, Then I can take the step, okay, this is what happened today. Now, what choice do I need to make tomorrow? And then what choice do I need to make the next day? You know, and sometimes we might need to make an amend because we're not perfect. But oftentimes we wake up with a whole new vantage point of how we see our lives, which is what happened for us while we're going to California for Thanksgiving.
1: Well, Thanksgiving will have already happened, but yes.
2: But I mean, yes, that's true. (laughs) Or that's why we're going out West. We're we're, doing different things. We're doing different things for all the holidays. Yeah. For all of December and for the end of uh, November, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's a... It's a very interesting conversation. This
2: moved itself into a really interesting <laughs> conversation.
1: So you probably to be- know, you never know where you're gonna, what you're gonna get, and where we're gonna go. You just don't know.
2: Well, isn't that the whole point of our podcast? Yep. is that we're
1: sitting on a sofa in the living you know, room, just you,
2: having a conversation with each other. You and might then- have
1: signed up for one thing, but you got something a little bit deeper and a little more intense because we are two Scorpios. That's so true. intensity is our mo, I guess. And we just and have- being alone. And burning it all down and starting all over again. So, Godspeed to us and to so true all the Scorpios.
2: Um, so hopefully this this.
1: Well, yeah. Let us know you something to think let about. Let us know what you think about this, because certainly we have a lot more that we could say. But if you have specific questions about the feeling of, or the topic of loneliness or feeling lonely or being alone, we could certainly dive deeper and in some of, into some of those specific. Aspects of it for sure. But I wanted to, before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to just give some simple reminders for it because it's all easy when you can kind of look back on the times and say, oh, wow, I got through it. But when you're in the moment, sometimes it's just really hard to remember all of this. And life is hard. So we, I wanted to just leave everyone with some little reminders to hopefully maybe put in your back pocket when you start to feel those lonely feelings, especially during these times. Um, because it's been helpful to me and I think it's been helpful to you. Uh, Definitely. So, um, the first I want to say, and I, I wholeheartedly believe this and I think you do too, is that there absolutely can be silver linings to spending time alone. I know that some people don't like to be alone or some people can experience triggers from being alone and of course if there's something that, like that that comes up that's something to you know speak to a therapist or a professional about because I'm not we're not trying to tell you to like sit in the corner by yourself and and torture yourself. <laughs> but yeah, for me when I started to release the judgments and whatever stories that I felt that society put upon me about being alone it allowed me it gave me space to really embrace that I like being alone it was like being able to be in my truth instead of feeling like I had to put on some sort of costume or like shell of of something that I wasn't because if you're alone there's something weird with you and so I love to be alone and I embrace it. You know, people know that about me and it's no longer weird. So find those silver linings of spending time alone. Um, You know, like we've talked about so many times, there is no greater endeavor than starting to cultivate a strong relationship with yourself. And how else can you get to know yourself than by spending time with yourself? And I don't necessarily think we always prioritize that or do that. So... If you're feeling alone or if you are alone and feeling lonely, start to see how you can start to cultivate a deeper relationship with yourself and garner a better understanding of who you are. Like, what do I need in this moment? Maybe I need to take a nap. Maybe I just need to watch like my favorite sitcom to laugh, you know, whatever it is. But being alone is not a bad thing. And a lot of good things can come from being alone. So let's embrace it and find those silver linings.
2: And I think maybe reframing the word alone, because sometimes that even sounds, oh, so caging or whatever it is. So maybe look at it as just spending time with yourself. And for me, you know, I call myself a mind expert after 38 years of meditation and mindfulness and being being alone or spending that time with myself alone was how I got to become a mind expert because I really was able to take a very, very, very good look at what my own mind was saying to me most of the time. So I think that's the silver lining for me is that when I am alone or when I am in a place where I am by myself, I use it as that mechanism to be able to spend time and cultivate that relationship with myself. So you you get a good look at your own mind.
1: Yeah, and become like, yay alone time. Become that scientist. love alone time. So I love it. The second is to remember not to take your loneliness personally. Like we've said, try to release those judgments and comparisons, and you know stories that we write about being alone or feeling lonely, because it is so easy to believe. The negative thoughts that come up like well nobody wants to be with you anyways or you know when I was a kid you're a loser you're so uncool whatever it is whatever mean thoughts come to mind they can be very sticky I don't know why negative thoughts are so sticky we had a student one of our high school students ask us that recently like why, why is it why do the negative thoughts feel so you know easier to hold on to than the positive ones I don't know, but they are I think knowing be- it.
2: I think it's because we believe them we and we, we allow them to take root. They, we allow them to take root in the mind more often than we do the positive ones. And we allow them to take root in our consciousness. So we're here to uproot all of those weeds of negativity.
1: Yeah, we believe them. So knowing that, don't try, try not to hold on to them. And remember that being alone says nothing about your worthiness or capacity for love or being lovable. And lastly, remember that you won't feel this way forever. No feeling is final. Everything changes. Nothing is permanent. And so whatever you need to do to get through that moment and remember that this too shall pass, hold on to that.
2: And I would just like to add, I I love this, Michelle, and I would just like to close with Pema's book, um, her book, When Things Fall Apart, that I was just talking about earlier. I just got a little bit distracted because I was just really thinking about this quote of hers that I really, really love, and it was starting to make me a little bit emotional because it's so true. So When Things Fall Apart, chapter nine is loneliness. You could probably look it up online.
1: We'll link it. In the show notes.
2: Definitely. You know, loneliness is not a problem and loneliness is nothing to be solved. And I love this quote. So even if the hot loneliness is there and for 1.6 seconds, we can sit with that restlessness when yesterday we couldn't sit for even one second. That's the journey of the warrior. Hmm. And it's going to make me cry. Because I think that this is this is everything. We have such high expectations of ourselves. We think that we got we to gotta tackle this. We got to do this. We got to come out on top of this. We can't allow this to happen to us. We have to fix ourselves. We're a problem that has to be solved. Where loneliness is not a problem that has to be solved. We just have to sit with it. We have to relax into it. And then we start to notice, even in that one second, that things begin to shift inside of us. So even if the hot loneliness is there and for 1.6 seconds, we sit with that restlessness when yesterday we couldn't sit for even one second, that's the journey of the warrior. And you hot are, loneliness. You are all warriors. We are warriors.
1: I love it. Hot girls feel lonely. Hot girls feel hot loneliness. She just rolled her eyes in. <laughs> hey, whatever works. But that—that that is not to belittle what you just said. That is... Even if hot loneliness is there and for 1.6 seconds we sit with that restlessness when yesterday we couldn't even sit for one, that is the journey of the warrior. That's everything. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love you.
2: I love you too, sweetie. Thank you for this conversation. And thank you everyone for indulging our (laughs) vulnerability and hopefully this all came together for you. Um, But it was really a, a blessing to be able to sit here with all of you.
1: Sure was. And let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your feelings. We'll link um, Pema's book in the show notes because it is, it's one that we, we go to quite often. So it is a good one. Thank you, Mom, for sharing all of that. I know sometimes it's, it's a lot, but we, we persist. And thank you, everyone, for joining us again for another episode of Barb Knows Best, the podcast. We are so grateful for all of you who listen week in and week out and who send us, send us messages and send us topic requests and all of the things. It makes us really, really happy. And, you know, one of the things that we didn't touch on is cultivating really aligned community is a great way to not feel so alone. You know, we can have people in our lives, like we said, that don't necessarily understand us or make us feel misunderstood that true you know community of just care and understanding and no judgment is really invaluable and so i really feel like this lovely community of listeners and and this podcast feels like a very supportive kind community so thank you all of you for being with us and being a part of that and hopefully if you're someone who's feeling lonely you can be a part of this this podcast community and, and hopefully that helps you feel less alone. But of course feel free to reach out to us or send us messages, you know, on social media, that's the best way to reach us at Barb Knows Best Pod or at Michelle Maros or at peaceful barb. Um, we always, always love to hear from you. And of course, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, um, Apple, Google, Spotify. That's where you can stay up to date with all of the latest episodes and tis the season to be giving. So if you haven't yet, please make sure if you're enjoying the podcast, which of course we hope you are, to give us a five-star review on iTunes and to leave us a review because it is quite helpful for us and we will love it. So I think that's all. Thank you all. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for mom. And we'll talk to you next week because as we know, Barb knows best.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?